Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback stacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What team's got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show, The Aftermath. I'm your co host, Sarek, and as always, I'm joined by my co host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on, man? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs, and we just had the Super Bowl yesterday. And Ron, I don't want to say that I'm disappointed, but the team that I wanted to win did not win yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I didn't have a horse in this race. I could care less who won. Um, I know why you don't or you didn't want Kansas City to win. I think you're a little nervous about Mahomes and his greatness and whether or not he's the Whoa, goal. whoa, 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 pump the brakes. I'm not. That's what you're worried about. That's what it comes it's down to. So you don't want him catching Brady's record. It up. I'm not nervous. You think Mahomes are going to get to seven Super Bowls? Come on now. No, Let's no, I don't think he'll. I think he'll get to a couple more, not seven, not, not seven total. I give him maybe five, but not seven. Right. But either way, that's can you admit that's the reason you were hoping that he loses, right? Oh yeah, I, I, the thing is that you know um, during the week before the Super Bowl, everyone was saying like, "Oh, he's gonna pass the baton," and there was actually we saw a graphic of like Tom Brady passing the baton to Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, he's not there yet." It's it's gonna be a while. So pump the brakes. needs but... to have the baton, right? It's him, if, if not anybody. I don't think they're saying he's as good as Brady. They're just saying he's the next one up. You know, someone is next, right? Just like when Jordan left, you pass the baton to who was it? Was it Kobe? I guess and Kobe to to uh, to LeBron. That's how, just how it goes, right? You know, there's, there's always the next big thing. It doesn't mean that. Yeah, but, you know. Mahomes is better at this point. Obviously, I don't think he is. But, um, but you know, uh, I think there was a couple of years, maybe like five years between when Kobe, I think Kobe got drafted in 04. Mm-hmm. Jordan was already retired by 99. So, I mean. We're talking about two years removed, and you're already like saying he's gonna be better than Tom Brady. Pump the brakes. That's all I'm saying. That's why yeah, yeah. I was but, cheering but, for the Niners to win because right. you gotta earn it. And you know what? I'll I'll bow down. He he came through in the clutch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that um, you know today we were recording this on Monday, so today there was a lot of like. Oh, the 49ers didn't know the overtime rules. You know, that's yeah. just easy, easy hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, listen, you mean to tell me that the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch didn't prep the smartest players about overtime rules? Of course, he did. Of course they did. But as media does, they always look for the dumbest person in the room. No offense to the 49ers fans, but they look for the dumbest player in the room. And they're like, oh, did you know the overtime rules changed after that Allen thing? Oh, no, I was not aware. I was not aware. I think people and the media 
look for someone to blame when there is a loss. Um, and it doesn't matter how good of a game you call, how well you execute it all game. If you lose, they're going to look to try to pinpoint one specific thing to losing. And losing never comes down to one play or one call or anything like that. There's lots of plays in a football game, right? There's plenty of opportunities for both teams to make plays um, and, you know, make them when they count, right? And Mahomes does that routinely at the end of all games. When it's the game's on the line, you know, that's what makes him great. You know, he's able to, to drive the offense down the field. He's able to keep executing, right? Um, San Francisco, they just didn't execute. One of the highest paid defenses in the league, you couldn't stop them, right, at the end. So you didn't execute. So it's easy to say Kyle should have, you know, taken the ball second, you know, let Kansas City go first. But it's easy to do that Monday, the day after the game, and second guess. But even if Kansas City had the ball first, Mahomes goes down and scores because you didn't execute, you know, it's you're still going to end up losing, right? So, at the end of yeah. the day, it's tons of different plays. That game shouldn't even been in the overtime, right? They were up 10 at one point. But that's, that's again, just Mahomes' greatness. San Francisco not executing when they're supposed to. Let's not focus on overtime rules. I think that's just low-hanging fruit, like you said, to for the media to focus on. And give someone. It's easy. It's easy to place blame mm-hmm. because to me, if you if you look at San Francisco, it's not like except for that for those two fumbles, and one of them wasn't even you know, it was just it just happened to hit the other guy's leg. So mm-hmm. to me, they you know they stuck to their guns as far as limiting the uh, mistakes to mm-hmm. a minimum. Who. You know, watching the game, Which, I but they didn't take advantage. They didn't take advantage of some mistakes that the Chiefs made. Um, there were some plays left out on the table, right? And all of these teams, we can say Kansas City's great. At the end of the day, the teams that are in the playoff are one or two plays away from winning a Super Bowl, right? San Francisco's here in the Super Bowl, but let's look back at their history during the playoffs. They should have lost to Green Bay, right? If it wasn't for Green Bay's quarterback making some stupid throws at the end of the game, they should have lost to Detroit, right? Dan Campbell and his terrible calls, right? And then in this game, they just blew it because they didn't execute. That's how I think close all of these teams are to each other. Um, And it just so happens that Mahomes is the greatest player on the field every time he plays. The dude just, you know, when the game is on the line, you know, that's what makes him great. He, he doesn't like back into a corner. He's not scared. He's able to make plays that other players, other quarterbacks can't. And Andy Reid is a great coach. He knows how to get them, you know, in the right play call. And that's, you know, that's, that's why you know, we're talking about the winning another championship. Yeah, and not only that, but you know, but losing a linebacker the way that the 49ers lost linebacker, that also added a wrinkle to their, you know, 
to the Kansas City like taking advantage of oh the backup linebackers in there so let's move move uh, Mahomes a little bit more I don't think they were really like spy they had a, a spy wow. Mahone at all through the whole game mm-hmm. and I think this you know in overtime in the second half he took advantage of that right because mm-hmm. he figured out oh wait there's nobody kind of checking me right at the line so there was you know I think overall they played a they played a, a good game I think overall it was probably more entertaining than people thought because there was a lot of back and forth lead changes and all that but you know overall i think it was a good overall game good yeah, it was overall. a good game to good game to watch bad football play though yes. that's how i kind of define it really bad football especially the first half five fumbles alone by kansas city and then the interception um they were able to recover most of those fumbles but sloppy play both sides 49ers too just very sloppy turning the ball over McCaffrey, you know, fumbling, you know, when they're basically in the red zone. Sloppy football at the beginning. I think they all settled in, um, played better. But like I said, you know, none of these teams, when you're talking about the playoffs, are perfect. There's flaws and players need to execute. And whether it's dropping a, you know, should be interception, um, or taking advantage of a fumble, uh, you know, recovering a fumble or not taking, you know, not recovering it. Those are plays you got to make. And it's the combination of all that that happens that, that lead to the outcomes, uh, you know, that we have. So, hey, you know, it was a good game, though. Um, you know, first half, not so much, but second half, for sure, lots of entertainment uh, went into overtime. So it was, it was good to watch. Yeah, it was good to watch. And I think... You know, that's why I am kind of bullish on the whole, like, let's give it to my homes, because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, this iteration of the Chiefs is not the same iteration that was there in, like, the early 2019, 2020, you know, like, they were high-powered offense, mm-hmm. and this version was more of a defense, defensive-minded let's just not be stupid with the ball. So I feel like they probably, I mean, they should be thinking about the future. They should be thinking about, hey, if Andy Reid breaks this record, he's probably gonna retire, but we're still gonna have Mahomes. So let's, you know, it's very strange that they're not like restructuring deals. I'm sure they will. There's a lot of players that uh, will be free agents that they're gonna have to make some decisions on. They got, I think, if you look at the team, they were happy with their defense, right? But Chris Jones, I think, is one of the players that his contract is up. They can't bring him back at, at the price that he's at. They probably want to add some weapons, right, at the receiver position. There's no free agents coming out. I think that's going to help them. So you're talking about addressing it in a draft, probably, um, or trading for someone. But there's some spots they do need to get better. They need to get you know, more younger. Um, but that's what, that's why football is great because it's not easy to repeat, you know, the team you have in 2024 is not going to be the same next year. I think Reed talked about that. You know, gonna, there's lots of attrition. Every team goes through it and you got to figure out when the season kicks off, 
Like, how can you get your team into the playoffs and then go from there? That's what it's about, you know? So it's going to look different, um, you know, but I'm sure they're, they're going to be in the hunt as they always are uh, or have been in the last, like, few years. I mean, as long as Pat Mahomes is there, I think they'll be in the hunt. But, you know, looking, looking in the future is going to be a lot harder because, you know, San Diego, they have a new coach. It might take a year or two, but I'm sure they're going to be better. I think Antonio Pierce could be better. I don't know who their quarterback is going to be. And I think Denver should should be better. This is going to be Peyton's second year. So there's going to be some competition. Listen, I it was almost 10 years before, you know, the Patriots won another Super Bowl. They won it in 04, and then they didn't win it again until 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is this is not easy. It's, you know, winning no, Super not at all. And the fact that I was already listening to Patrick Mahomes talking about like, oh, if we three peat this year, that would be awesome. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you are you just saying that for the fans? Or are you saying that because you really believe it? Because I get, yeah, I get, I get, sometimes I get like, I get the feeling that he's saying it just for kicks, for shits and gills. I don't know. It's like, that's the goal. That's his goal, right? And, you know, anything less than that is failing. That's, I'm sure that's how he sees it. But that's going to be the goal. What, you know, once he celebrates, you know, and enjoys this one and the season kicks back off, it's right back into the grind. The goal again is to get to the Super Bowl. Right. That is what their standard is now. That's their standard. Right. So, you know, we talk about what team standard is. It's it's not just making the playoffs uh, and getting bounced out. I think the teams like the Steelers, but also other teams like the Bills the last few years. You know, you eventually you got to get over the hump. And if you don't, then, you know, what what are you doing? So the his goal Steelers, is to win. The, if, the, the Bills, the Joe Burrow is going to be back. So, I mean, listen, celebrate now because this is time to do it. You just won the Super Bowl, you know, have the parade, all that stuff. But, you know, be ready, be vigilant because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody, at least my opinion on my side, nobody's crowning them the team of the century yet. No, listen, no, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. But, like I said earlier, the media just loves hyperbole, um, mm-hmm. just lifting them up and just saying, hey, this is the greatest team. I'm like, come on, man. We, we in the same century. We, we we were there when the Patriots were running um, running up and down for the 10s and the 20s. So listen, I'm going I'm to I'm say this um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned. When they asked Andy Reid at the end of the game, hey, how do you feel, you know, what was, you know, basically, I, I think they were trying to get him to, like, be poetic or something. He just said, like, hey, the defense won it. Let's party. You know, it's like, just keep it simple. That's all right. you need. Just keep it simple. Just keep it yeah. simple. But I feel like the media is, like, trying to evoke him to work. And, you know, I, I commend him for that because he's not he's not playing the games that the media plays. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, for San Francisco, I mean, 
as long as they have Kyle and you know that nucleus, I I, I see them coming back. I see them like, yeah. you know. We'll see. It's not easy. It's you know, it's gonna get tough for two. Um, and you know, but Kyle's been there, right? He's been to the playoffs and made it really far. The team has a strong nucleus. They're they're you know they got some things they need to address too, right? Um, so we'll see. They're getting up there. This is their peak, their prime, um, and their window is probably going to close in the next couple of years or so. Uh, even with a young quarterback like like Purdy, um, we still got some players that are getting up there in age. So you know whether they're back, you know we'll see. Um, we'll see if it happens or not, but. You know, I, I think they'll they'll still be able to compete, put put a team out there that can compete with uh, some of the best teams in the in the NFL next year. Um, was there any any player during the game that you, other than Pat Mahomes, that you thought showed up for the other team? I mean, uh, Kelsey, I know that he led in uh, in the yards. For Kansas City, but I didn't think he was, you know, I didn't think he was awesome like he was against Baltimore. No, no, I mean, I thought McCaffrey had a pretty decent game outside of the fumble. I thought there were times in the fourth quarter. I think San Francisco kind of, you know, should have went to him more frequently instead of having. Purdy, relying on Bert Purdy to throw 38, almost 40 times. Um, I thought, you know, for the most part, he had a good game. His average wasn't great, but if they, I think if you keep riding, you know, your player, it, if you're up 10, you got to lean on the run. You can't keep passing, you know? So, um, no one, I mean, everyone else, as far as performance, I don't know what happened to... Um, uh, Brandon Ayuk, right after that first drive, it seemed like he kind of disappeared. Um, and then, you know, with Kansas City, there's no one else besides Kelsey. We've been saying that all season, right? There's no receivers there, and that's what they have to address, I think, for next year and years, you know, years in the future. They got to figure that out, um, you know. But it was Mahomes. If he, if he. You know, won that game. It was it was going to be his MVP for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason why they basically won this game, right? He's mm-hmm. the best player between the two teams. He was the best quarterback between the two teams, and he even uses his feet, which he rarely rarely does. But you know, when he does, when he does use his legs, you know, he can make make big gains. So, you know, I, I'm. I'm if you're Kansas City, you should be happy because you're basically, you know, I, I don't want to say eked it out this year, but you know, it was it was a different team and they still succeeded. So you good got for it them. done. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Um, Ron, what did you think about Usher's performance? I know this is off topic, but it was part of the halftime show. So what? What's? Oh, it was okay. I don't see why I mean, received such a good reception. I thought it was all right. Compared to Rihanna and compared to, I think, the Super Bowl before Rihanna, it was the Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre Super Bowl. So well, Rihanna's but, was better. I thought the Snoop one was okay. Um, they brought on too many performers, I think, for that Snoop one. But um, 
I thought it was okay. I think Usher did his thing. You know? That's all I gotta say. I, I think they hyped it up a little bit. Saying it was like one of the best performances of all time. I don't I didn't see see that at all. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good and I thought that, you know, the whole ATL Atlanta guess, you know, it was sorta of reminiscent to that Snoop Dogg one where they just brought you know, people from Compton, this time it was ATL. So I, I can, I see, I see what they were trying to do. Um, I don't think they were as successful as the Dr. Dre one, but it was still good. It was still good. It was very reminiscent and he did his best song. So, you know, I, listen, I'm not a, I used to be a Jay-Z lover, then he like sold out to the NFL. But ever, ever since he took over the halftime performance, I think like every artist has been pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is basically our last show of the season. Um, what is it that you want to say to the Steelers fans out there? Well, you want to go over awards? Oh, I forgot you... about that. I forgot about the awards. Well, I mean, what we're we gonna go over the awards, but. We know that um, Hamlin got basically cheaped, right? He got <laughs> stolen from by Flacco. Yeah, that made no sense. That was the one that was definitely scratching my head. That and and maybe this is me just being a little bit biased, but Miles Garrett winning Defensive Player of the Year when every single statistic uh, showed that T.J. Watt was better than him just like confuses me, but. Um, just looking through our predictions, I think we we were off on. Well, I was off for, on all of them. It looks like, uh, except for Lamar Jackson winning the uh, MVP. You got um, McCaffrey winning Offensive uh, Player of the Year, but we missed everything else across the board. Well, I I knew that Kevin Stefanski was getting a lot of talk a lot of chatter but i i still like dan campbell as the coach of the year i'm not you know that was the only one i you know lamar he played well during the season of course he crapped the bed in the playoffs but you know cj stroud will anderson jr i mean the team went to the playoffs so i can see why and right you know jalen carter he was like a ghost, basically. I don't know mm-hmm. what was going on in Philly. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, to me, and we and we change our predictions right halfway through the year, like with some some of the players, and even after the change, so they still someone else won. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say this is a popularity contest, but it seems that way, especially with the Joe Flacco thing. I'm like, what? What's going on here? This is, you know, oh well, he came off his couch. Hamlin came out almost being dead. Right. You tell me you don't want to give it to him as a comeback player. That's crazy. It's, especially when Flacco was throwing interceptions left and right. You know, they talk about all the touchdowns he's throwing, but when he's throwing equally, you know, equal amount of interceptions, you're not paying any, paying any attention to that. This is just making sense to me. Yeah, I mean, 
Listen, good good for the Texans. Now you got two rookie f- superstars, one that actually, you know, CJ Stroud has a lot of potential, and I guess Will Anderson Jr. has a lot of potential. So, hey, sky's, sky's looking blue for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I just saw something about the Steelers that they're thinking about getting Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't 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 believe the hype. You know, we we're definitely in the QB market. We only got one under under contract right now, so we just cut Mitch Trubisky today. We had some other players who got cut too, which was uh, which was expected. Mitch, you know, didn't perform at the end of the day. He was being paid way too much, and he blew a couple games. The two games that he came in and played played terribly, cost us some wins. And he wasn't reliable. So um, right now it's just Kenny. Um, I think we're looking for someone, a veteran that will be on the cheap, right? And um, I don't think this team is going to be necessarily looking to trade for anyone. I think there's plenty of free agent quarterbacks, you know, whether it's Tannehill, which I think is highly likely, um, or Menchie. Menchu or you know Drew Locke or one of those type of veterans um, you know I, I think we're looking at a vet and maybe a late late round draft pick uh, to tie up the quarterback group uh, but it's Kenny's team for sure without a doubt in you know this year so 2024 it's going to be his team they'll give him every opportunity to play every single game next year as long as he stays healthy and Win, lose, or draw, we'll see how he performs. And uh, if he doesn't, you know, perform well, they'll be back in the quarterback hunt again next year, looking for their franchise quarterback. So the Justin Fields is just a lot of hype. Just a lot, yeah, of, a lot of hype. A lot of hype. It's, it's BS. They're taking advantage of Steelers needing a quarterback. Tomlin having, like, some conversations during – Pro day with Fields to say, oh, Tomlin really likes Justin Fields. Yeah, he likes Justin Fields. He likes Mahomes too, right? We're not going to trade for Mahomes, so why would we trade away picks, pick, a top pick especially for Fields? Now, if you were to tell me they'll trade, they're willing to do a trade for like Mac Jones, you know, then I can understand that because that might. I'm guessing Mac Jones is going to only cost you like a mid-round pick like a fourth round pick or something like that that i can see um and there has been reported that uh mac jones is available so Mm -hmm. i can see that because it's probably not coming back to the team even if he does come back to the team they don't even want him competing um and the steelers know that so even if we wanted mac jones i don't see them being willing to trade a fourth round pick or fifth round pick they will go really cheap because they value those those picks. They, there's other holes to fill. We got to fill with you know in the draft. Um, and why would you waste the pick on a quarterback when there's all like a huge free agency list of serviceable quarterbacks? No franchise guys are out there, um, but there's serviceable guys that you can just sign right off the street, basically. Yeah, I think I think um, this is gonna be an interesting off season. Um, especially for the Patriots because 
we haven't had this kind of a season in 24 years. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I can't wait to see what they focus on, what they spend the money on, because now you don't have to pay the coach $20 million a year. So you have that extra cash now. So I'm interested to see what happens. I, I want to see what uh, what Elliot Wolf has planned for uh for that whole, you know, for the whole organization. So let's just let's just see. I'm I'm in the uh, wait and see, wait and see uh, kind of mood. So right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite and take clickbait or read about you know possible mm-hmm. rumors. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till the transaction is finalized and then and then have a say and then have yes. you know and then talk about what why they did that. Right. Um, so i'm just thinking about the future now we'll do a show pre-draft and then we'll do another show post-draft and that pre-draft we'll have free agent we'll talk about the free agents who they signed blah 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 who they're thinking about and then who is you know we'll talk about what are they thinking about drafting mm-hmm. you know in the Patriots case, there there's already rumors that they want to move down, and there's already rumors that the Falcons, the Vikings, and another team wants that number three spot. So it's a lot of potential there, a lot of potential. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I listen. The season's over. Now we get like a break, mm-hmm. kind of any break, um, and. I am not. I'm at, I'm 100% into the basketball season. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna look at the baseball season. I'm not even gonna. I might not even watch any games this summer. I might be just take <laughs> summer off and not watch any kind of baseball whatsoever. Just completely, just basketball, and then jump right into football. I'm not even. Right. Because as we know. That team is terrible. Hey, listen, I'm glad that Netflix is willing to spend and invest time in this team. Too bad that they're gonna be coming last place. So right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you, Ron, give to give me the up the uh, updates because I will not waste a minute on this team. Terrible, terrible team, terrible team, and I. You know, for the listeners out there, I am talking about the Boston Red Sox team. Uh, That's the team that will not get my attention this summer. I'm coming out right now and saying they will not get my attention. So, yeah. So it should make it, you know, a lot smoother transition from basketball to football game. So, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to do that. That's how committed I am to the fact that these owners don't care. Right. You know, the Patriots owners, they care. The Boston Red Sox owners, I don't know what the hell they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Yeah, this, I don't know. Maybe, and I know that they, uh, and we're talking based on that. I know that they brought in uh, Epstein, right? So, maybe, maybe he has a say in stuff. He's a consultant. So, you know, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that he's going to charge them a lot of money? Probably, but doesn't this team is just yeah, yeah there's there's no quick fixes it's, it's a long term you know long process to turn that team around so 
you're talking four or five years from now before they you know they're relevant again yeah yeah i gotta see i gotta see moves i gotta see moves um but yeah so listen uh everyone out there enjoy springtime enjoy happy valentine's day i I, I don't know when this will be posted but happy valentine's day um pretty much i don't have anything to sell ron do you have anything else no man thanks for the support hope you enjoy the season let's do it again next season yes we're gonna do it again and we're gonna get excited again and zero zero it's everyone's record so let's 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 be prepared Let's execute the plays that the coaches are getting paid for. And some are doing it for free, but they're still getting paid. So let's do it. Let's do it. So with that in mind, I'm going to say peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at sympodcast. Thanks again.